But straight up, I am so warm in this. I'm in a fucking rubber mask. <laughs> a rubber mask. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Sai. Just to let you all know before we start this week's Chain Wrestling Live podcast version, this was of course our Halloween special. So there's a segment of the show this week that is very much based upon watching the live video with regards to seeing the pictures of our Halloween costume competition entries uh, and also me and Mags dressed like a pair of prats. I was dressed as the big orange Hulk Hogan. Magsy was dressed as a plague doctor from way back when uh, with a big plastic mask on which kind of makes him sound a little bit funny also but that's all paints a picture for you if you want to see how daft we look please by all means jump on the chain wrestling social medias at chain underscore wrestling to find the youtube links or simply search at radio techers on youtube and you can find the chain wrestling show there as always thank you so so much for everybody being involved everybody listening to the show thank you so so much for magsy and i enjoy the show Look at the state of us two. <laughs> what a pair of pillocks. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be good. How are you, uh, how are you getting on in that mask, Wags? Are you you're breathing a bit? It's, it's torture. It's legitimately torture. You look like a big orange racist. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, a Radio Techers production and the Halloween special. We're not dressed like this just for the sake of it. There is a purpose. I, I forgot. <laughs> I honestly forgot we were dressing yeah. up. I wish you made the effort, mate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sai, and joining me as always is the dead man to my large round man. Makes sense when you watch our match that we discuss later on. The bonsai drop to my barber shop, which is run by my best friend, brother, brutai, brother, 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 brother. A podcaster who apparently now listens to shows at times five speed. How is that no. even humanly freaking possible? Mr. No Max. apparently about it, sir. No, apparently about it. And I will have you know, it is now Lord Max. Lord Max, I did see that on Twitter actually. Yeah. So what's that then? What's that? What's why Lord Max? Because I'm a lord, a legitimate, bona fide, legal lord. Uh, okay. 
So every year for, for Christmas, the wife and I buy ourselves or buy each other like a, a silly gift. Uh, and this year we bought each other a Lord and Lady title. So we are officially Lord and Lady of some manor in Coniston. We have like a five by five foot square of land and we can officially change all our titles to Lord and Lady. Ah, uh, Nice. Brilliant. I think I think is it like you know literally just a small little section of the ground, isn't it? That means that you're you get the title. Yeah. There. The the, yeah. the the manor is like ninety acres, and yeah. you, you get like a five foot uh, section of it. Yeah. Right. I was going to get Lemmy, my cat, one of them, so he'd be Lord Lemmy. <laughs> that would be brilliant. I don't, I, cats, be funny. I don't know if cats can be lords, but no, you could try it. I ain't got to tell him it's a cat, have I? I suppose. <laughs> well, when they rock up and he's got a monocle and a, and a top hat and meow, meow. <laughs> oh definitely so mate definitely so so then how is everybody doing tonight we got much in the chat magsy everybody's here in the chat so we've got anya was here five minutes early spooky hello in order um, is that just because i put the wrong time on the tweet and said that we start at eight, when in actual fact we start at nine, because I'm an idiot. She was like, they're an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Willis, uh, hello, sir, and I'll be speaking to him later on on the volley with a tear in our air. And yes, and Sharon, I think Sharon's laugh is a cool laugh, like she's happy at our fancy dress get up, <laughs> uh, but maybe not. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, wherever you are. Matt, stick gimmick stealing, as, as per usual. <laughs> no, I don't mind that, mate. It's in our chat. That's cool. <laughs> Dan Griffin, uh, holy shit, Powell Mania is running wild. Brother, brother, brother. I'm glad you went with the brother word and not the other words that Hogan uh, <laughs> used. And Oval is looking rough, yeah. I've had a bad time of it. I really Looks a bit pale, mate. You don't understand the the grief i'm going through for wearing this it's horrid it's i don't know how real plague doctors caught back in the day um, well i suppose it's better than getting the plague mate i suppose well i mean they didn't really stop you from getting the plague all they did have the, these corn bird noses they just filled them with like herbs and berries because they believed that smell was how you caught diseases so if you smelled mm, nice things okay. it started getting disease which just wasn't true um, oh, no. Scottish Danny in the chat uh, saying badass costumes. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, Matt Willis, rip up the shirt and I'll buy you a new one. That's part of the gimmick. <laughs> he rips the shirt every time he wears it. I can't do that. I'm not strong enough, really. You know, well, when I was a kid, he, he, he cuts the, 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 the yeah. collars and the cuffs off, doesn't he? He's a when I was a kid, I used to cut the little bit there to be able to rip the shirt. And then my mum would go mad because I'd be like ripping my clothes up and shit. Why have I, why have I bought you a, a 15 for Hulkamania t-shirt this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just red, my dad's just got like an endless supply of oil rags in his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> just, just full of tea towels, Hulkamania tea towels. That's it, mate. That's it. Uh, how's your week been there, Magsy? What have you been up to, mate? Anything good? Yeah, it's uh, been a, a fun week. UFC was on pretty early this week. and We had a uh, football as well. Uh, and like I said, I've been made a lord, so it's uh, it's been fun. Can't argue that, mate. Can't argue being a lord, can you? Hey, <laughs> fantastic, sir, sir Mags. Uh, when it's cas- casual Mondays, Sir Mags, so that sir- <laughs> this is casual, yeah. What we're doing, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my week's been all right, mate. I, I said I worked the other day. Uh, I said the other day. Now I work at a school for, for mm-hmm. now. Um, so this has been half term. So I've had a few days off, which has been quite nice. Oh, uh, had a little bit of a Halloween do over my sisters uh, on Friday, and also on Friday the waiting room came out episode one, mate. It certainly did, so, um, and it has done great numbers. A lot I of was, people uh, really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean that's that's something else. Well. I mean, it got quite a bit of love online on Twitter and so on. You were saying they enjoyed it. Whether they've listened, uh, seen Quantum Leap before or not, they they had listened to the show, which I you know really appreciate. Benny and I are so grateful for that. And people coming back after listening to the show and saying they really enjoyed it. So I mean, if anyone's in the chat and and you've heard the Waiting Room episode one, our, our genesis, I believe we called it. Um, let me know. Give me some feedback in the chat. Let me know what your thoughts. Um, if you haven't heard it yet, why not? What's wrong with you? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> De- definitely don't check it out. Even if you're not a fan of the show, even if you've never watched the show, the, the first episode really does a good job of setting the scene and then kind of like laying out how the, the show is going to go. And I like how you added um, some of the episodes that you really look forward to talking about and then some of them that you're, you're perhaps not looking forward to in which episodes kind of uh, um, haven't translated well uh, in, mm. in current time. So, yeah, I thought it was a, a really good setting of the stage. I caught one the other day, actually, sort of way, way, way in, in the future of where we are with the show. It was on randomly. I just left it on whilst the missus was doing something, watched an episode of it. On, it's on, like, a, the sci-fi channel. Okay. It was, like, 8 o'clock or whatever it was on. I, it does not come across. The, the storyline itself, fantastic. Really, really good story. But some of the things that the one character says with regards to this lady who's, shall we say slightly larger than you know she could be um some of the things he says it was just not in 2021 not suitable at all but that's the sort of thing we're going to get into it's going to be quite a good thing uh quite a good discussion on the different topics and different time frames and different leaps i guess through time with benny so yeah um episode two out on friday the um two-part start to the series genesis episodes one and two we're combining it as one because it actually did come out as a tv movie so we're going to do it as one episode as well. So that's going to be quite interesting. Um, it's already recorded. Hopefully people will enjoy it when it comes out and uh, send us some feedback. Let us know Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So then, Mags, so then, one of the things we spoke about doing for our Halloween special, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take this beautiful, sparkly, big gold belt here. I'm just going to pop it down. One of the things that we spoke about doing for our... I honestly um, thought you were going to do a Shane Douglas and go to the Harley races. The <laughs> they can all kiss my ass. I've actually got a T-shirt <laughs> somewhere to the left. Somewhere to the left, there's a pile of clothes because I'm lazy and my wife's wonderful. She does all the washing and I just put it down the side of the bed and never put it away. But So somewhere in this pile of clothes to the left of me here, there is actually a T-shirt with Shane Douglas on the front and that whole thing, speech written out. It is so yeah. cool. I love stuff like that. But yeah, something we discussed doing for our Halloween special. And we're not going to lie, it was a little bit of a gamble. You know, we, we've got faith in our listeners, our viewers, our uh, chain wrestling community, for want of a better chain term. Chain gang. The chain gang. <laughs> but it's, um, <laughs> you're desperate to get That's, that over, aren't you? <laughs> it's, so, it's so, so wrong. Something we wanted to do was was engage everyone, sort of having a little bit of fun, uh, having a basically a fancy dress Halloween costume competition. The criteria was to follow certain pages on Twitter, make sure you subscribe to the Radio Techers uh, YouTube channel as well, and then send in your pictures. And it could be any pictures at all. It could be a yeah. new one, a recent one, um, this weekend, 
I think we've got some from this weekend where people got dressed up for Halloween and so on. Mm-hmm. Send them into the show. And then Magsy and I probably going to lean more towards Magsy because I'm a shit ace and I can't make decisions. It's going to pick a winner. <laughs> and, Why am I the bad guy? Just because I come dressed as a plague doctor doesn't mean I should be the bad guy. No, the big orange racist should probably be the bad guy. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame but I got, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I got a couple of uh, family members who have entered, though, mate. So I don't want to be accused of bias. Do you know what I mean? So my hands I mean, may be tied. The fact that they're your family members means they're already a winner. If, wow, I'm, I'm that great, mate. I'm that great. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we asked if you'll send their pictures in and so on. And I'll tell you what, our chain gang oh that makes me shudder saying that our our chain gang especially did not disappoint yeah especially dressed like this <laughs> mm. i think I'm, just, I'm gonna go back to calling them our community for now until we can think of a better name perhaps that's a competition we can run in the future we'll see mm-hmm. but our um our chain wrestling community didn't disappoint mags did they and we should have I, well me personally i should have had more faith i was worried about this absolutely shit in the bed absolutely you know dropping out we had a i had a backup thing to do with us magazine didn't yeah. we uh, just in case it didn't work out, that's gone in the bin now. Eh? Sod that. Well, we don't need I mean, that because you guys are amazing. It'll come up probably in a future episode uh, because yeah. it's still a solid idea. But yeah, I mean, when you, I mean, we're worried uh, taking this live in the first place, and you guys have definitely not disappointed there. We've worried about whether we can sustain uh, viewers, and you guys have certainly not disappointed there. And we should have had more faith in you, and uh, we have been. We have been fully repaired for that with some amazing pictures. Yeah, basically we're losers and we should trust you lot. And <laughs> that's the way it works. Uh, so what I thought we would do, Mr. Max, seeing as you are the magic man who controls all the wonderful technological equipment we have, um, I mean, what I that, thought we would do... debatable. <laughs> we would have a look at the entries now. Uh, mm-hmm. run through what we've got already just have a little look through a little discussion and then we get on with the show as normal and then if there's anyone in the chat who wanted to enter you still can pop a message mm-hmm. across pop a picture across to mr mags you can see his twitter just there underneath his ne- underneath his gloriously that white beat toes uh at pod mags dm him a message across there we'll say maybe what are we on now 10 past quarter past nine ish should we say by by 10 at the latest mags yep 10 o'clock seems fair yeah, 10 o'clock cut off if anyone wants to chuck another picture in or their first picture or whatever. Okay. Um, and we'll just go from there and then we'll reveal the winner of the T-shirt and the other bits and bobs, the other goodies at the end of the show after we've covered our wrestling topic. Uh, so, Maxi, let's have a look what we got then, mate. Let's do it. Boom. So, first up is uh, your your daughter, Anya, uh, with a... Uh, what I assume is some sort of corpse brad. Uh, absolutely brilliant costume. And there she is again. Uh, with a, See, with I've a, not seen these. You've not seen, what, all of the photos? No, no, no I've, not, I've got to do, I've got to, I can't see anything with these glasses on for a start. So I've got to do this to be able to see the pictures. There we go, that's bad. Oh, yeah, that, that's cool when you can just lift your glasses up. What do I do? <laughs> lift up the whole of the Look, mask. Do you know what I can do as well? Look, I, can, I can do that and that. And I can even do, I can, I can choose if I want to use one eye or both mags. That's ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> no, and what yeah. I mean is, the pictures that came directly to you, I've not seen. So oh, this okay, is going to be quite enough. interesting. So yeah, Anya setting the bar very, very high with a, I'm assuming, corpse or demon brand. I'm, I'm sure she'll let me know in the chat if uh, if I'm wrong. Uh, next, we've got Ash Cooper as a, a very old and wizened Beetlejuice. 
and I know Ash. I know Ash very well, and that's his "I'm pissed off" face. Okay, <laughs> so you know that having that having that long hair is driving him nuts. <laughs> so then, next up, uh, Radio Tekka's uh, teammate and uh, waiting room star Benny Mac, dressed as the Mad Hatter. I love that's the good little, as well. I love the little mustache. I like the yeah. That's almost like the old status quo, isn't it? Where you rub the matchsticks on your face. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chris Lewis uh, from Chris Talks Games over on Business Global Media. Uh, he's gone as a, I think he said the thirteenth Doctor. Um, Anything Doctor Who's good with me, mate. Yeah, and he's even got the uh, the Sonic screwdriver. So he's 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 got all whole hog. Yeah, fair play, Chris. Fair play. Uh, then <laughs> Dan Griffin. He went as a cane with the cane mask, but <laughs> holiday cane. So there he's got uh, the the luau and the and the um, the beach. Uh, he also said that there was a a grass skirt that wasn't pictured. So that's that's pretty awesome. Grass skirt. I'm being corrected in the chat. It was actually the eleventh doctor, the thirteenth doctor. Apologies for any Whovians out there. So next we've got um, Tyler, who has gone as. Um, a very deathly white Paul Bearer. He's uh, looks like he's uh, shed a few pounds as well as uh, as Paul Bearer. So, With regards to to Tyler, there. Sorry to interrupt, Magsy. Um, if anyone doesn't know Tyler, find him on Facebook, Tyler Peters, or find him on Twitter. Um, he's normally tagged in our um, non wrestling topic stuff as well. DT Peters, I believe his handle is on Twitter. I'll look it up before the end of the show. Anyway, um, brilliant brilliant guy he does impressions of Paul Bearer and you hear him talk about wrestling he was a guest on SJP recently because he's just started going out and um, started writing his own stuff his own articles for his own site so I had him on the show to talk about that and it's it's fantastic the guy is so passionate about wrestling it's well worth checking the guy a follow on social media having a listen whenever you see his name pop up on any podcast and check out his articles as well Tyler's a great guy and I, I absolutely adore the fact he's used a cocktail shaker as an urn. <laughs> well, so you know, we've got you know, next, funeral uh, directors get thirsty, Max. <laughs> a few from uh, from Harry. Um, yes, I don't know particularly what the the get up is. I mean, zombie rocker, I suppose. Yeah, and there's a pub in Gloucester. That, well, it's not. It's, it's basically going to be the same as every other good pub in Gloucester torn down and turned into flats very soon but they used to do a halloween night um rock night uh on halloween funnily enough and um, (laughs) uh, they'd have a live band doing all sorts of covers and harry would always be involved whether it's playing guitar or whatever um little side note that motley crew t-shirt there is now owned by my wife because harry was desperate for me to go out drinking with him one night um was convinced my wife was going to say no which is not how our, our, wedding, our, our marriage works. She said, yeah, as long as you're happy, so I go out. Harry tried to convince her by saying, take the Motley Crue t-shirt as, as payment for letting your husband out. So my wife got a night at home on her own by me bothering her and the new Motley Crue t-shirt. So she was so, over the moon. Win-win. <laughs> so this is uh, Harry, I, I assume, with some sort of ninja, maybe. I um, think he's like a father Christmas of some sort, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, that actually does make way more sense than the ninja. Good shout. Well, does it? Because it's Halloween. <laughs> I mean, you could dress up as, as Father Christmas on Halloween, an evil Father Christmas. Naughty list, I swear. Uh, there's the zombie rocker again. Next, we have Hazel um, as a corpse bride. Yeah. That's actually a really cool costume. Uh, this, this is the front runner for me. 
<laughs> remembering that time when Jason uh, from Friday the 13th won the WCW World's Heavyweight title. It yeah. brings back great memories for me. So. Yeah, and you get the muscle flex as well from Liv there as well. <laughs> you know, it's, that's what that cracks me up. It's, it's superb. Uh, Matt with a oh, wow. poor, poor effort. I'd say that's literally just buying a, a cheap mask mat. So, yeah, uh, you have to dock your points for that, sir. Yeah, I have a cool Doctor Who poster in the background now. I, I, I'd say Chris gets uh, gets the props for that poster. I don't think that's Matt's domain. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, next is a brilliant one. Uh, Aura, she's... Put, she's green. Uh, I mean, or. Or is green anyway. Not obviously not facially green, but she always well, has yeah, like a cool green. She's hair. not green. <laughs> no, but she's put uh, my updated modern Farber from Wicked last night. That's not who I see. Uh, this may be a very British thing, but I see that, and it to me looks like grot bags. Ah, uh, but you're scared of grot bags, aren't you? I don't like grot bags. Yeah. No. So, but it's still a really cool get up. Yeah, smart. Going up the whole hog of that of, uh, of paint coloring her, her arm, so it, it's she's fully green. Yes, and a, a great shout, my aura. And this one is brilliant, Scottish Danny, uh, yeah. going dressed as uh, aces and eights. And he actually uh, gave us a little bit of a, a story about this as well. So he went to uh, a fancy dress party, and uh, nobody there recognized who he was. And he also scared away uh, a local drug dealer. Amazing. That's all, yeah. <laughs> I love the Aces and Eights jacket. That is so cool. Yeah, it's, it's superb. The, and the mask is just brilliant. Mm. It's so, so good. So next we've got Sharon and Cassie uh, as Poison, Arvet and Wonder Woman. That's My her. beautiful wife there. That's absolutely superb. And then last one, again, Tyler sent in a second one of himself. Um, so... Tyler as as uh, the undead Paul Barris or uh, up to press. There are some badass costumes, way better than the crappy effort that we put in. <laughs> Mate, I, I know you all have no sympathy for me whatsoever because of what you're wearing, but straight up, I am so warm in this. I'm in a fucking rubber mask. <laughs> a rubber mask. I've sweat a pound into this. If, if, this corn has actually got sweat in it now. I'm yeah. able to... If I snip the end off, it's like a, a teat. <laughs> a sweaty nose teat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, the once upon a time, that's what the episode would have been called. <laughs> <laughs> I should have actually thought of that too, fair. Oh, dear me, dear me. Uh, thank you so, so much, everybody. For I can't see anything. These are going to have to go back up. Thank you so, so much for entering the competition. Everyone who has done, if uh, you still want to get any ever further entries in, go ahead. Mags's Twitter is open. Slide into Mags's DMs like his sweat is sliding down his big white coney face. And then uh, send, send us some more images, more pictures, or the first one, whatever you want to do. There were some brilliant, brilliant pictures. Um, it's going to be very difficult at the end of the show for us to decide, I want to say us, for Magsy to decide Matt who's going to win. Matt's just oh why? His. Uh, I think he just took the mask off and, and put on a, a medical mask again. Not, not very much effort there, Matt. But no, that's so mean to really, Matt. You are. It looks badass. That one looks really, really badass. That looks good, doesn't it? Eh? Mm-hmm. That looks great. Wow, I am getting absolutely abused here. Uh, Mags <laughs> is just teasing chain wrestling after dark. 
Mags, you have never looked better, Aura. That's, that's very, very mean. Um, I can't see the look, but I felt it from Matt. Yeah, you always get the look and the giggle, but always the look. Uh, to be fair, you're there saying that, you know, that was very mean for Maury. You called her grot bags, dude. Um, that's a compliment. You also, in the same sentence, said you're scared of grot bags. How is that work? <laughs> to be fair, I'm scared of Ori. Well, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. You know, she is needed to keep you and Tanner completely in check on a change she of attitude. Absolutely. 100%. That episode where she wasn't there, my goodness, what a mess that turned well, into quickly. We recently recorded an episode where. <laughs> We recently recorded an episode where Tanner wasn't there and uh, Aura, <laughs> and I said I was going to edit it out, but I didn't. I left it in. She uh, she had a baby in the middle of the recording. Okay. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to give you any context. Listen to that episode of uh, A Chain Yatu when it, when it drops, but yeah, she had a baby in the middle of the recording. Uh, okay. Well, very professional. She can carry on, you know. Just sort of muting the mic every now and again to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair play. I look forward to that, as I do every single week, because it's a bloody fantastic show. Uh, so then, Mr. Max, shall we have a little look at what else our chain gang, I suppose, has been sending us mm-hmm. on Twitter? For the non-wrestling topic of the week. Yes. And being Halloween, we thought we'd do something Halloween-themed. So we're going to go with ooh, all things scary, basically. Wasn't it, Mr. Max? We're going to say, what's the most scared you've ever been? What scary films uh, do you, what, what scary films scared you, I guess? Was there any TV program you didn't like? Anything at all that scared you or the most scared you've ever been? It is basically the gist of what we were looking at because of it being Halloween. And again, you lot did not disappoint one bit. We had some absolute stormers and a couple of odd ones as well. But that's what makes the show, Maxi, isn't it? It is, absolutely. I mean, you are a bunch of oddballs. I would start, as I normally do, with the first one to come in and just kind of run through, I guess. Uh, The first one we had was from MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. says, not scary at all, but from his childhood, he thinks it was the Chuckle Brothers. They were talking about ghosties and the ghoulies. I don't want to get be caught by the ghosties, says the first one. I don't want to be caught by the ghosties either, says the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to get caught by the ghosties. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't have said they, they were very, very scary. Um, but um, I remember a story told back to me from Clive, from the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast, he actually worked in a hotel, uh, and he he once was serving breakfast to these uh, these two in the hotel room, and he actually mixed up their breakfast. Uh, so he took right. Paul's breakfast, uh, Barry's breakfast to Paul. So when Paul uh, saw the breakfast, and he said, um, "No, it's it's not for, not for me." Uh, he actually was really angry about it, and like got really aggressive, and didn't once say "silly you, silly me." <laughs> To you, to me, none of that. There were none, none of the catch as I just said, they were. it was a cantankerous old so-and-so. Well, that's a shame, isn't it, eh? That's a shame. Which yeah. one's Paul, the one that's still alive? Uh, Paul is, I mean, it's hard because it's flashing, but it's, he's the one, they, but, they, but I wouldn't say the one that doesn't look like an idiot, but they both look like idiots. Uh, Paul is the the main character. The other one's like the, the side character, the, the more of a, the dopey one. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. 
Ah, that's fair enough. Yeah, because Paul's the one that's still alive then, because the other fella passed away, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, so. so yeah. Barry. And you say the Chuckle Brothers aren't scary. I mean, you've got to bear in mind they're of a certain age and they worked for the BBC in a certain era. This I think is that is quite frightening, now. you know? Because now, back then, they probably weren't scary, but now they're probably. I mean, I, no, I'm not even going to finish that. I don't want to cast aspersions on the No, we, actually, yeah, we don't want to get sued, do we? You know, especially looking like this. Just to be 100% clear, Radio Techers, Chain Wrestling, Mags and Sai, in no way, shape or form are accusing evil Chuckle, Chuckle Brother of being a nonce. That's not the situation <laughs> we're saying. That's not what we're, there's no evidence to support anything. There's not even, not even any rumours. It was a throwaway comment that I'm blatantly going to edit out. We have... <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, Ori messaged in as well, at Ori the Jaw on Twitter. Uh, ninth grade went to the, I think that says Myrtle's Plantation on a French yep. club trip around Halloween. Uh, what's the Myrtle's Plantation, Max? He doesn't know what that is. I have not got a clue. And I cool. didn't bother looking it up, so... Well, no, I don't bother looking the... it up either. I just think I'll ask you. Ori's in the chat, <laughs> so I'm sure explain it. Yeah, okay, Ori, if you can let us know what that is. Myrtle's Plantation on a French club trip around Halloween. Uh, was on the tour, and the last room was the men's gaming parlour. Her boyfriend and I, so not her boyfriend and I, we didn't go on the trip. That'd have been weird, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. That weekend he was away. Well, he, he was with me. I'm sorry. It's, it's out there now. <laughs> sorry. The boyfriend and Ori go to stand in a corner next to a chair that he lays his jacket on, and we bump the chair two inches. Uh, he's standing behind Ori with his arms around her waist while the guide is speaking. Ori says she feels the chair move back to her an inch or so. Once it was over, he, lean, uh, he leans over her boyfriend and asks if he moved the chair. And he's, Ori says she was about to ask him the exact same thing. Now, I'd have been gone in that situation. Uh, my that first one, thought would have been my partner's winding me up here. Yeah, that's but, exactly what I would have done. Because yeah. it's not real. Ghosts aren't things, are they? Ghosts aren't things. Yeah, they're not real. I know words. <laughs> <laughs> Me fail English. That's impossible. Ghosts aren't things. <laughs> There's a t-shirt in that. Sharon, look that down, yeah? <laughs> so, all he's actually explaining is the Myrtles is an old plantation in St. Francisville. It's very haunted. Well, it's not. It's not at all haunted because it's not real. But... It's playing well, the plantation is real. For, for making money. The plantation is real. Yeah, the plantation is probably very real. The yeah, but you just the way you worded that then, you were like, it's not the you know, the plantation is not real. So the plantation's real. You're saying the ghosts aren't real. The ghosts aren't real, yeah. I've I listened to a a podcast uh and I've forgotten the name of it now, but it's um it's by a, a comedian called Ray Peacock. Uh, and he has another comedian friend called uh Ian I think he's called Boldworth. Uh, basically, Ian, he believes everything. Like, you tell him a tale and he instantly believes it with no uh, evidence or no kind of a um, scepticism whatsoever. And Ray, he he always looks for, like, the, the, the science behind things or the reason behind things. Uh, and essentially, every time that there is something that's haunted, he looks for who would get benefit from, from that being said it's haunted and it's usually because they want to sell it as haunted, sell tickets to go there or or sell merchandise, stuff like that. And every single time he's been proved right, there's no such thing as ghosts. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry to ruin Halloween. See, I'm not being funny. <laughs> Your timing couldn't have been any worse. We've based the whole freaking show, right? The next hour of our content on Halloween and ghosty goings on. And you just sat there and gone, yeah, none of it's fucking real. I'm going to completely chopped us off at the angles night, mate, aren't you? <laughs> but to counter that, we do a podcast about wrestling, which is essentially pretend farting. Mm. This is a wrestling podcast, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about pretend ghouls and ghosts as well as pretend wrestling. As opposed to real one. ghosts. Uh, well, as opposed to not real ghosts because they aren't a thing. See, I'm of the mindset of... Ghosts aren't things. <laughs> I'm of the mindset of... <laughs> <laughs> I want I want it to be real. Same as UFOs and all that sort of stuff, right? I want it to yeah, be real, but I'm oh for crying out loud. <laughs> I want it to be real, but I need to be um convinced. I, I need to have I need to see something myself that I can't explain away in any other way. And again, I'm not here saying this is right, this is wrong, or rubbishing anyone who who thinks that you know that they, they, they firmly do believe, or I'm not oh, rubbishing yeah. anyone, you know, who sits there and um just sit like you, Magazine, is, is a big white-nosed grump. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> you know, uh, just for you know context, if anyone's listening on the podcast or audio version, I'm not being racist despite being dressed as Hulk Hogan here. Magsy's mask has got a big white nose. I'm not saying he's got a big white-nosed grump. You know, it's... <laughs> I can always put a laugh on to show him up. Nah. Yeah, there you go, let's see. Yeah, I thought and that's going to work on the I'm podcast version, is it? And I'm not definitely... Dressed as a as a wrestling sex offender, this was not a Marty Skrull thing. This is a genuine <laughs> <third> <laughs> thing. <laughs> this is brutal. so. So far today, we have to clarify that I'm not a racist. You're not a sex offender, and the Chuckle Brothers are 100 definitely not nonces. Correct. <laughs> I think we're doing some good work here today. We are. But yeah, like I was saying, I I want these things to be real. Um, but I will look at logical reasons for stuff mm -hmm. beforehand. However, sometimes there's some things that I can't explain away, and I think, okay, well, then the only option left is that, that it must be something spiritual or supernatural or something, maybe. Is that the only option, or is that the only option you can see? Well, I don't know. It depends on the circumstance, doesn't it? I suppose it does. Ghosts aren't things, though. We'll... <laughs> Ghosts aren't things. Oh, dear. Um, Dan Griffin. Messaging the show, good friend of the show, at Dan Griffin 21. He says the movie to shit him at the most is The Grudge. Still shiver hearing that death rattle. Um, I've never seen The Grudge, Magsy. Is that the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar in it? Yeah, um, I think it's on the subway. Yeah, I think it's called Gion in, in Japanese. Uh, so it's a, essentially a, a very pale, whack kid. And the death rattle that he's on about is, is like the, the kind of like croaking that the, the kid does it's yes yeah, it's, it's it's very very eerie mm, okay it's um, part of that whole kind of like uh japanese horror fad that, that we got with the, I like with the, the ring, ring and yeah, yeah okay i've not seen the ring either uh, i'm a big wuss to be honest i won't watch something that i think is going to scare the crap out of me oh i love horror, horror films Love it. So some, I like I like you know the classics Halloween and, and stuff like that and I'm really excited about the new Halloween coming out but something like that especially if it involves kids that freaks me out I don't want to get involved in that you know That's, that scares me creepy kids nah yeah um, Dan continues the play version of the woman in black is amazing tense creepy and a couple of great jump scares 
He says, for TV, and Sharon in the chat will 100% agree with Dan here, for TV, you cannot beat the Weeping Angels in Doctor Who for scary villains. Yeah, they are. They are bad, aren't they? When you, when you, literally, they're just there all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, not for me, mate. Not for me. Yeah, I'm not a, a huge fan of the, the Weeping Angels. Um, the Woman in Black, I've never seen the play version. I've seen the movie version with uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, and I thought that that was a a really good uh, kind of take on a classic horror film. So it'll be interesting to see the player version. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we lose it, Magsy in the chat, or we there giving us a bit of a ghost story um, okay. before so, it disappears up. I will read it out, even though I will say this is a work of fiction. Um, so there are many strange things that are uh, unex- unexplainable or inexplicable as the, the, the correct terminology would be. Uh, that have happened there. Built circa 1796, there is an old story that one of the slaves was in danger of being sold and she poisoned a cake for the intention of making the children sick so that she could heal them and thus prove her work. However, the children did not survive and she was later killed as punishment. Rumour has it that her and the children still roam the grounds. They don't. That rumour is false. It's like a Dave Meltzer story in in the rest of the Observer. It's made up. God, you're such a grouch. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, the two fairy isn't real, and a bunny doesn't bring you chocolate eggs. That's Anything else, man? <laughs> uh, more here from <laughs> Dan Griffin. <laughs> Uh, more here from Dan in, in the, on the Twitter. Uh, not sure if it was a paranormal experience or a dream. But I'm sure I was woken up by my bedroom door opening and closing. I just laid there half asleep and terrified, and I felt the end of my bed dip as though someone was sat on it. Then it raised, I finally looked up, and no one was there. Now, that is creepy. Okay, it sounds creepy, if it were real. I predict that Dan was probably drunk that day, or, I mean, that, I predict that of every day that Dan's ever been alive. Yeah, you can't use that as a reason, because then what about all the other times? <laughs> but wind. I'm blaming wind for this one. Mm, wind? How would wind, <laughs> make, <laughs> how would wind make the bed go down your... Pr- and wind blows in one direction. It's not going to blow the door open and shut again, is it? Yeah, but it might be wind from the door, for that bit, and then wind from Dan that made the bed go up and down. You're unbelievable. and there we go in the chat i was actually sober i don't believe that Hmm. (laughs) uh poor on twitter sorry max i didn't realize you brought another comment out carry on friend oh so this is matt from five nerds go um i only came to see what the lads were dressed as for halloween i was not expecting a nonce and a racist well we expect the unexpected here on TM Wrestling. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Paul Tolly on Twitter, at Raincounter is his handle. He says he doesn't watch much scary stuff, but The Orphan creeped him out. Now, I don't know The Orphan, but it looks like quite a dated movie, potentially. Is that sort? Of, it looks sort of 80s from the clip he's given. No, it's, it's, a, it's later than that. I'd say maybe late 90s to okay. early 2000s. So this girl who you can see on, on the screen, uh, she was a little orphan, but she was actually in, in real life like a 40-year-old woman, and she uh, tried to 
Um, basically, met this couple who had, who had adopted her. She was the only thing in their life, so she attacked the dog. She tried to kill her, what would have been her adopted sister. Uh, and then when you get the reveal, she actually takes a, a teeth out and her, her face is all wizened uh, and she has no teeth. So, yeah, it's a, a really clever film. A really good mm. ending as well. Is that based on a true story? I don't know, to be honest. It could well be. Because there was that one story, wasn't there, about um, it was on one of those you know, American true crime programs that all seem to be narrated by exactly the same bloke, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I've, that sounds familiar, but I don't know if I'm... It, I'm it, it, may, well be. it may well be. Yeah. Um, Tolly continues, wrestling-wise, mankind really scared him. It couldn't watch his segments. The mandible claw was terrifying. His music gave me the chills, all round terrifying. Now, I don't get that. How mankind being terrifying? I suppose the segments and the interviews and all that could, could have a bit to that. I suppose Mandible Claw. No, I'm, I'm not having that. That's one of the worst wrestling moves ever. I hate it's that move. It's literally just two things on the tongue. It looks like crap. Um, yeah. It looks like the claw that they used to do, the Von Erichs used to do in Texas. It looks shit then. It was shit with Mankind did it. It's been shit all along. However, Mankind were looking at what, 96? Is yeah, well, we, I'm changing that to We've We're seeing Mankind really kind of uh, start going into this style of character where he's ripping his hair out and he's, he's doing the very screechy promos. Mm. So, I mean, if you were young at, at, at that age watching it for the first time, I suppose seeing a guy ripping his own hair out and and hidden in the boiler room could be a little bit worrying. Yeah, and, um, and Matt's made a good point in the in the comment. The, the schizophrenic music was intense because he had that different music to be uh, to for his entrance that he did his, his exit, uh, which is kind oh, of yeah. like play on... Play on uh, his schizophrenia, so yeah, I, I can see it being scary. But the mandible claw was not terrifying. That's a ridiculous take. So, how old is Tolly? Uh, Tolly is mid thirties, so he would have uh, been okay, about. So right. He would have been maybe about ten. Yeah, I get that. Then I thought he was a similar age to Usler, and I was thinking in '96, I was, I was just about to leave school. So mm-hmm. if he was similar sort of age and was scared of mankind I was about to mock him but no it's okay we'll let it go <laughs> everything every kind of take that Tolly has you have to uh, be concerned about because he, he eats stock cubes for snacks so yeah. he's not he's not a full shilling at the best of times never mind never mind um, oh, well, we have another tweet here from Ori I've done this in completely the wrong order because I'm a prat who does has no clue how technology works continuing on the story about the room in the plantation it was the last room on the tour and there was always wild stuff happening there okay. uh, hubby and hubby and Ori took the kids and his parents once had fresh batteries in the camera couldn't get it to work left and it worked just fine now, that is something that you see quite a lot on these investigation programs, isn't it? Where the electronic devices have their power sort of sapped and drawn, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, are they there? Or is it just, yeah, let's pretend that that, that happened. Let's, so everybody who's ever experienced that is pretending. Everybody in the whole world, in any scenario, even Ori no, herself. No, no, no. People who release videos like that, Right. You have to realise what the end end game is. What they're releasing it for? Are they releasing it to prove that there's ghosts, or is it I can sell this video and make money off it? 
no okay i appreciate that but then when you get these these other all these investigators that go and try and disprove this and their equipment goes down did they go in to disprove it though who goes in to disprove it well these certain investigators that work on certain shows don't they you mean like on ghost hunter where they're all all aim is to make you believe that there's a ghost there well, no, okay. Um, Most Haunted, for example. You've got that so, Derek guy, the scouser, aren't you, right? Who's, like, supposedly psychic, talking to the ghosties and, and whatnot, okay? Is, now, is he the one who has a, a ghost friend called Sam? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, he ended up being discredited on the show yeah. by one of his own investigators. So okay. surely the investigator there has the, the motivation to, to to take things seriously and wants to prove this right or wrong either way. And if he's what? discrediting the star of the show... And then what's happened to the show since? Has that show carried on? Yeah, it carried on. But I don't think it was ever as popular, was it? I, it probably wasn't. I, I know I only watched a couple of episodes and I could tell that they, it was faked. I, I'm not saying that I'm an expert in this. I just I have never seen any conclusive evidence to say that there are ghosts. Fair enough, mate. So, so because are, you... Ghosts aren't things... Because you haven't seen ghosts, they do not exist. (laughs) Everyone else is wrong. They're all wrong. Oh my goodness. Uh, Scottish Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, good friend of the show. He says, most scared uh, is recently is the time he walked into a shop with his sister and a mouse came out of a crack in the pavement and darted towards him um, with high speed. He said, you would have thought it was a lion by the reactions. Wow. <laughs> the more scared that you've ever been in your life is when a teeny tiny mouse ran at you. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you can have a fear of certain things, can't you? If you're scared of mice, then I get that. You know, yeah. you think yeah. about it, spiders are tiny. Some people are scared of spiders. That's also very true, but it's not what I'd be scared of. I'm not, I wouldn't be scared of a mouse, but if you are terrified of mouse, uh, <laughs> this is a really strange dynamic this week. I don't know if this is like <laughs> it's the mask. It's taking over me. I was gonna, yeah, it's like restricting your oxygen and making you go a bit tapped in the head. Or something. <laughs> it is definitely restricting my oxygen. You know, but it's like I, I'm like one hundred percent the baby Brother. face this week, and you're you just are, a vile heel, mate. I, I'm I'm the Rock, <laughs> and you're the Hogan, and this is WrestleMania 18. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, uh, Millwall Chris on Twitter at Millwall Chris one. He says here when he was a kid, he hated the theme tune to the TV program. How? Uh, I think we covered this before, didn't we? About kids TV shows and so on. And he says it was the native American drum noise just freaked him out. And he also said the end of crime watch. Damn you, Nick Ross. Now that's quite funny for me. The end of crime watch. So none of the stuff like in between, like, Oh, this guy murdered 14 people. And he's still at large, and we don't know where he is. That didn't worry. It was the end, like when the music come on, like, oh shit, no more crowd watch. I'm gonna have to watch the news now. <laughs> no, I think he means when that fella, what was his name? Nick um, Ross. Ross would say, "Don't have nightmares," you know. And it's like, do sleep well, and you're like, yeah. how? How can I do that? You've just yeah. told me of a story of a bloke who killed people with a spoon, but no. Don't have my <laughs> And he's still out there. And here's yeah. a picture of him. Can you, t- if you have any information, don't approach him. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Nick. I, I was going to go right up to him and shake his hand. Cheers for that. <laughs> Are you that bloke? I just saw him crowd. What? Yeah. And they the say you use. You. 
they say you use a spoon to kill all your victims. How does that work? <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> Don't have nightmares. Sleep well. Good night. Good night. Oh, before we carry on the last couple, Magsy, should we have a little catch up on the chat? It seems there's quite a bit going on in there. Yeah, they're all giving me abuse as per as per <laughs> usual. Um, Dan Griffin, I heard Tolly had nightmares about making him he- eat Chris to tear up his gums. Yeah, that's one of his ridiculous, ridiculous food takes. Um, zombie Macho Man next year, please, sir. So you already got mm. your costume booked for for season two. Oh, bloody hell. Do you reckon we'll still be doing this silly nonsense in 12 months' time? <laughs> silly nonsense? How dare you? How? I don't come on this show to be mocked. <laughs> How can you sit there looking at that and say, silly nonsense, how dare you? <laughs> oh, wow. This may be the last episode of Chain Wrestling Live, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it will be when we get sued by the freaking Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, Marty Scurll and Hulk Hogan as well. Yeah. So, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop, uh, with only a four-hour time difference right now, I have to get my tea first, so I'm back to start at 2X, and we'll be live with you in about 35 minutes. See, that's dedication. That's the kind of um, viewer that we appreciate, that he's still watching live, but he's watching it double the speed so he can catch up. Brilliant. I love you, awesome. Shall we start talking really slowly? So when he's doing it at double speed, it sounds normal. I've, I've, someone's tried to pull that trick on me before. So obviously, you know, I listen to podcasts at ridiculous speeds. Yeah, um, you can't so, hear it, man. Surely you can't hear that. I, what, why? Does it does it go like silent? The faster that you listen, the silent it, just, it goes. It just turns to noise. It's no like, it's no words. It's just like, and that sort of shit, isn't it? It's like a gerbil having a fit, you know? No, but <laughs> the, the pitch doesn't change. It doesn't go chipmunker. It's just the speed changes, that's all. Oh, okay. But so, it still sounds... I, I, can't, I can't do it. I tried it once, because you were saying about like you having it on like times three or mm. whatever. So I, t- I tried it on... I went at like 1.5, 2, 2.5, and that was it. I had to go back, and now I still listen to stuff on, on times one. I can't do it. it. It took a while to get there. I, I went up in increment. It's not like I just decided one day to go, yeah, I want to listen to this three times the speed. But but now three X's sounds standard to me. When I listen to like YouTube videos or, or podcasts at one, it sounds really really slow. Like like a, you put a record on at thirty three rather than forty eight or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I I don't. I understand that you can fit more in. I guess you can listen to more podcasts, mm-hmm. but I can't take it in. It's just like it's just noise. Now though. I'm the same at one at one times the speed. Now I I get distracted. Hmm. Okay. I just think you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wife actually says she thinks it's sending me mental, which yeah, it's probably accurate. That's a good but, point. It can't be right. It can't do you no good. Wow. It's just. Are you saying I'm angry and cantankerous because I listen to podcasts at, at fast speeds? Well. I'm not saying, you know, it may just be a coincidence, but it's Podcasts this week. Aren't things. It's just, <laughs> it's, this, it's this week you've been talking about starting things at, at times five. And, and then you have been quite a grouch today, haven't you? That is probably just a coincidence. It, yeah. I'm a grouch because of this ridiculous thing that, that was your idea in the first place. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to a BDSM uh, meeting straight after this. 
It's sweater. Oh. It's rubber. It's stuck to me. I can't breathe. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. How it, how did plague doctors cope back in the day? I don't know. Everything was a lot more open air back then, wasn't it? So, you know, it might have been a bit cooler than being like in your podcast studio. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, in the in the chat, uh, the boogeyman made him feel sick uh, with those worms. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's not a good that's horrific. That's absolutely that's one of the worst things of, of wrestling that I can remember when he used to eat worms. It was worse when he bit that big growth off that woman's face, though. Of Julian Hall. What? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. And he had it the the week after, and he was like messing with it in his mouth, and like you could see because he had Ugh. gaps in his teeth, so he was like threading it through the gaps in his teeth. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, that'll yeah. do. And it looked like a what? brain. Well, it looked like several brains all like messed together. You're just um, trying to get me to chuck up, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, Dan in the chat, Mags believes the conspiracy theory that Australia doesn't exist. And all Australians are, are actors. No, I do believe it exists. I just don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> Australia isn't real. And Josh Robinson is just cosplay. Josh Robinson, yeah, he, he's definitely not Australian. It doesn't sound like an Australian. Oh, dear. Anyway. At <laughs> uh, UTT Rob on Twitter. <laughs> well, Getting back we can't to, let uh, this one go back. Oh, my word. Mags is going dogging out the door. I'm not even reading that one. Dogs. <laughs> Sharon in the chat. Mags is going dogging after dark. Why? Uh, it's good to you to like you know put that off for us. Just you know do our show first anyway. Mags, eh? Mags is gonna. I, I tell you what, I'm not gonna read that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, see, you're missing real quality comments in the audio if you're uh, not watching live on a Monday night. People stuff that five nerds go there. You know. You're missing out because I sure as hell I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> That's standard for a five nerds podcast. Uh, yeah. I, miss, I miss those guys podcasting. They should definitely make a return. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, UTC Rob says right now he's watching The Haunting of, where Roddy Piper claims Adrian Adonis is haunting his house. Now they actually sent me a link to this sort of 10, 12 minute segment talking to Roddy Piper before he passed away. And Senator Adrian Adonis is haunting his house. Now, I must hold my hands up and say, as always, whenever we go, there's your homework and I'll get that done for next week. I haven't done it. You know, so <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out and see what they're on about. Have you ever seen it, Mags? No, I've never heard of it at all. So uh, when Rob mentioned it, it's something I'm definitely going to be trying to check out. Yeah, and if I can get get a couple of lines of it that when I listen later on, maybe I'll attach a bit in the audio so everyone can hear what they're on about. Um, if you can't hear anything from Roddy Piper by the end of the episode, I've either forgot or just not bothered. Um, <laughs> the Interstate Wrestling Podcast at IS WrestlePod. He says here he pulled a sickie from school to stay home and watch the VHS of Silence of the Lambs his parents had rented. They wouldn't let him watch it. So obviously when they were out at work, he pulled a sickie, stayed at home to watch the film. Uh, he was about 12 to 13 years old at the time, played sick, got to stay home, watched when his parents were out, scared the absolutely living shit out of him, and it still does today. That's the best. When so when you're younger, absolutely terrifies you to the point where even when you're older, it still gets you. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially when you've been so tormented about it, uh, watching something when you clearly should be watching it in the first place, that it puts you off that for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a uh, don't don't watch horror films, kids, until there's there's ratings there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then lastly, from Twitter this week, and this one is genuinely scary, but for a different reason. No ghosties or ghouls here. Um, our good friend of the show, Handy T1TF on Twitter. He says the scare most scared he has been. Uh, he broke he hit a guardrail in his car and his seatbelt broke, and so did his door. He fell out at 75 miles an hour, only saved by grabbing the steering wheel. Uh, it made the car do donuts while his hip drug the pavement. Somehow he managed to put himself back in or he wouldn't be here today. And he said, absolutely Jesus. terrified. My word, that Jesus is. You know, God very was certainly, to be here today. Yeah, God was certainly shining down on him that day. Without a doubt, mate. Without a doubt. Why? Mm-hmm. That is shocking. Ah, okay. So there we go. That concludes our scary stories from Twitter. What about yourself, Max? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't really get terribly scared about much things. I mean, I like watching horror films. Um, I, I suppose when a phone rings in a horror film and they always like amplify the volume to make you jump, uh, mm. that, that can, uh, can like give me jitters as possible. I'm going to tell us a tale now that's going to make me look ridiculous. I mean, I always look ridiculous anyway, uh, but there's only me and Mrs. Mags who knows this. Uh, so she was once driving me to work one day uh, when I was working in a town called Clivero, and you have to go through like a country road to get to it from Burma. Uh, and then uh, one day they, we were going through this country road and a pigeon flew like towards the car. So I, like, because I was, I was on my phone and I just caught this pigeon out of the corner of my eye, looked at it and like absolutely shit my pants and ducked. Even though we were in a car that had a roof and windows, and so I ducked out of the way. So the the wife absolutely pissed herself laughing to the point where she had to pull up because she was just barely laughing at how ridiculous I looked ducking from a pigeon that was flying towards a car. Yeah, so she never. That's a natural reaction, mate. I know, I thought so too, but she never lets lets it lie down and every every so often she'll mop me for it. Um, but yeah, I've never told anyone that ever. So I thought, let's share it with, with everybody who ever listens and I'm sure nobody will mop me on Twitter for this ever at all. But yeah, <laughs> because that's the most terrified I've ever been. Really? That is the most terrified you've ever been? Seriously, <laughs> why? <laughs> You sound so disappointed. Like, <laughs> I am. I am, mate. I thought, terrifying that I thought your, all your um, slagging off ghosts and saying they're not real and all that sort of stuff, we get some sort of really odd story that you couldn't explain away. Yeah, but all ghosts... No, I'm not going there. Ghosts aren't things. We've, 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 we've confirmed this. Right. Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, hang on. No, well, we haven't confirmed this. <laughs> <laughs> you're adamant about this you know we've not confirmed this um very quickly mr matt willis in the chat very very sorry matt i did miss yours i've gone back i found it we're gonna look at it now crap Uh, what the hell is wrong with you today (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so content, Kirsten. Jeez. Um, Matt says, um, the magnificent Matt Willis at the Matt Attack UK on Twitter. Good friend of the show. He says, I used to love watching the TV show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And also, he was a fan of the Scooby-Doo show, of course, even the terrible live-action movies. Uh, Scooby-Doo, the cartoon, I used to like because you'd get uh, the videotapes down the road rent being able to be rented out when I was to stay around my nan's house. So it reminds me of my nan going and getting a videotape of Scooby-Doo when I was really tiny and getting to watch it, you know, with my nan and my gramps and so on. Um, the action movies, nah, not for me. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah, signed. I can go on board with that. But the rest of it, nah, not for me. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge uh, Scooby Doo fan. Uh, one of my uh, one of my boys, their girlfriend, is absolutely besotted with Scooby Doo. They have all of the the movies, all of the cartoons, all on DVD. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it was. It was always the same story every single week. The, you always knew who the the ghost was. They proved that ghosts weren't real because it was always like the the the. Cantacris old worker at the, the the haunted railway and he, he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids and my Ruby, god Ruby, Ruby. it's old man withers from the fairground exactly <laughs> so it's still great though irrefutable proof that ghosts aren't real so because scooby-doo they're a quarter ghost he must have done at least one in one episode scooby-doo must have actually seen a real ghost surely no probably not so you don't know then? Probably not. <laughs> just saying something. Just saying something as assertive as you can doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. No, probably not. <laughs> well, he might have done, but he didn't. <laughs> Bloody hell! Ah, uh, hokey doke. Um, uh, the scariest film, I suppose, that sticks in my mind, and people might laugh at this, but it's—I've told this story before uh, with Blair Witch when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, everyone thought this was real. A lot of people thought this was, I got it like a, some dodgy pirated copy that my mate's uncle got somewhere, probably down the pub or at work or something. And we watched it. And that oh, a few moments in that, oh my goodness, absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. You know, and obviously now you watch it, Look, you look back now and you watch it knowing the truth. It's garbage. It's absolute yeah. crap. But at that time, you had to be there at that moment, I think, to have the hype around the film uh, and so on. And then I don't know how old I was. You know, it, it made me, uh, it was, it was freaky. Mate. It was freaky for me. Yeah. Um, I agree. I watched it as it, when it came out and not, there wasn't the harp around it. And it was kind of like passed along in hushed tones. And I was like, you yeah, I saw it uh, via a, uh, a copy of, that someone had made. You think it's real, and it's that playing on what could have happened rather than the, the visceral kind of scare, jump scares and horror. Now you go back and watch it, and even though it's set off a trend of like found footage horror films, uh, now you go back and watch it, and it's yeah, it's it's just some people dicking around in the woods, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they made some money out of it, I suppose. So fair play to them. Fair play to yeah, them. Absolutely. Uh, before we get on to a bit of wrestling, Magsy, a couple of comments in the chat. Shall I bring them up? Or are you on it? Or Yeah, I mean, uh, Matt from Five Nerds was, I was expecting the pigeon to have at least been carrying a whisper bar. So, <laughs> so uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Anya uh, put in the chat a picture of a whisper hazelnut, mm. uh, if you remember. Yes. I actually got to try one of them this week. Okay. Now, the whisper still was bubbly disgusting 
ripped off chocolate, but the hazelnut caramel, oh my god, that was glorious. So that's an absolutely mm. a banging shout by Anya. So progress so, then. Well, I still didn't like the bubbly chocolate, but the hazelnut caramel was, was okay. delicious. Let me just clear this up just for a second then, because the way oh. you're saying that, right? <laughs> you bubbly say, chocolate aren't things. <laughs> did you say I don't like bubbly chocolate? Mm-hmm. Right? But what why is that? I, I know it's because you say you're getting conned because of the air and you're you're getting yeah. half the amount of chocolate, right? But the actual chocolate itself do you like that because it's still the same flavor isn't it it's still the same i, I don't think it, i don't think it is i think the having the air t- does take away a lot of the flavor of chocolate because once the air bubbles pop and it melts down i don't think it, it tastes like a, a proper bath of a chocolate bar right okay see now if, if there's actual science behind that that uh, that means that's right and then you then say, I don't like bubbly chocolate because to me it tastes different. I can 100% get on board with what you're saying. No, that, that's not why I, I dislike it. Not. It's because it's the same price as solid chocolate, but it's full of bubbles. <laughs> I'm not going to... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, Never ask us to wear costumes again. No, no. <laughs> The heat's getting to me now. <laughs> uh, oh, we've, we've actually got one another one in the chat. Um, Sharon, I had a ghostly experience. You didn't. Uh, my nan came to visit on our wedding day in 2004. Looking back, she was probably telling me not to do it. I mean, that I, I can get behind. Your nan was probably trying to tell you just don't do this. It's that wasn't to marry me, man. Just so we're clear, I know what you're getting at, Maxie, but that wasn't to marry me. That was to marry your ex. He's just a piece of shit. Oh. So, <laughs> she uh, eh? so she was right then. Didn't yeah, exactly. Her nan was right. Yeah, fair play. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Ah, so then, so then, so then. Before we get to unveiling or selecting our costume competition winner for this year, shall we talk a little wrestling, Max? Finally. Because we are actually a wrestling podcast. We are. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! That looks fantastic. I couldn't cough anymore. <laughs> That's, that, no, actually, that doesn't look good. That um, don't look uh, good. It, it looks like a dunce cap now, which it is looks, It looks like apropos. a KKK hat. Oh yeah, actually it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and you're like next to Hulk Hogan. This is a whole different podcast now. This is took a very dark turn. <laughs> now, now I do look like Orville and yeah. and Keith Harris at the same time. <laughs> and Keith Harris at the same time. Fantastic. Uh, so then, our poll this week for our wrestling match that all you wonderful people voted on was two Undertaker matches from. The more, I suppose, spooky, ghosty, scary um, time in his career before he became the American badass. Uh, Magsy and I both went with the same option. So because Magsy normally goes first, I had to pick a different option. Um, I went with the WrestleMania 9 match where the Undertaker faces Giant Gonzalez because it is awful and silly and just you can laugh at it. Uh, Magsy stayed with the selection that we both chose. So at the time, I was thinking, this is great. Okay, because if Magsy wins, I still kind of win because it's my choice too. Of Yokozuna versus The Undertaker in a casket match for the WWF title at the Royal Rumble in 1994. Mm-hmm. That selection won. 
I thought this was terrible. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think I would have rather have watched Giant Gonzalez, mate. I'm not, I, honestly, I do. Yeah, I mean, old school Undertaker matches. Is there any good ones, really? They're, they they haven't aged well. No. And this one certainly hasn't aged well. I mean, he's going up against the Yorkers. I mean, God love the chap. Um, he was a, a very much an attraction. Um, but as a wrestler, limited. In this run of Undertaker, with the, with the character being the, the slow, lumbering uh, wrestler, he was also slight, slightly limited and, and was still in that period where I think he needed somebody to lead the dance. Uh, and, yeah, it... it, it it was a spectacle match. It it did what it had to do, I suppose. But yeah, going back, it's not it's not a five star classic. No, it was definitely not. I mean, to be honest, the thing everyone remembers, I suppose, from well, I suppose from this event, not just this match. You have the moment of Owen Hart turning on Brett in the tag match earlier in the show. Um, obviously, the Raw Rumble itself is a draw, and then the end of this match, people remember for the Undertaker. I suppose uh, getting a beaten down by everybody and, and then ascending, ascending to the, yeah. the heavens. Yeah. So the match itself, uh, I've not seen in years and years. If I ever put War Rumble '94 on, I will skip this. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually sitting down to watch it, I thought, okay, this could be quite interesting. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we got the the whole kind of a um, clip show of the promos that they've been running for uh, for the build up to this match, where mm. Undertaker spent months and months building this coffin by hand with tools from the Dark Ages uh, in a very dusty um, shed, I suppose. Uh, all those kind of really uh, built up the the kind of um, the. It built this match up to, to more than it actually ended up being. And, and seeing Undertaker, I uh, seen uh, Yokozuna terrified in the ring. I mean, this guy yeah. was 600 pounds. He should have been afraid of absolutely nobody. But it was um, kind of typical of the, almost uh, the the Monsters of the Week style that Undertaker's opponents were around, around this time. I mean, he had Yok- um, uh, Kamala, who was doing pretty much a lot of the same things. Uh, he was terrified of the Undertaker. So... Yeah, I mean, the the suspense was built up for this match. It's just it was never going to live up to that in terms of uh, in-ring. Um, so it made sense for the match to go down the, the way it did. It limited how much um, of the time Yokozuna, who obviously was, was very uh, unhealthy at the time, how much of the match he had to uh, be a part of. And it also um, got Undertaker to the point where he needed to rest and, uh, and recuperate some, some nagging injuries. So we we got the the finish that we did. Yes, um, the the selling I think from Yokozuna in those video packages of looking scared when the Undertaker's music would go off or the Undertaker would be talking about uh, well he wished him Merry Christmas on one of them didn't he? he said, Merry oh, Christmas. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit odd. Um, but yeah, the selling from Yokozuna looking terrified, I thought was great. The, the, the facials and so on, absolutely brilliant. And the ending of the match we'll get to in a moment, I suppose, is what everyone remembers. But there's not much else that goes on for me. No, I mean, there's a you get a thing who explains the, the rules of the match, saying that there's no pins, no submissions, no count outs. Uh, no disqualification. You literally the only way to finish this match is to uh, get your opponent in the casket 
and close the lid. So it was never going to be a technical uh, mm. clinic um, with somebody the size of, of uh, Yokozuna. It's always going to be power moves. So that's essentially what we got. Uh, Undertaker trying to get um, uh, Yokozuna down using all his, his half-lying um, skills and then the cheating with the chair and the soul and things like that. So it was always going to be like almost a brawl rather than a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I mean, I suppose, I don't know, playing devil's advocate, I suppose, here, that, that stipulation, the, um, the, the casket match, with these two competitors then, you needed that stipulation for the finish to go the way it did. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But taking that aside, what happened after the match and all this sort of stuff, do you think the stipulation hindered them? Not being able to have the drama of near falls and so on. Is it maybe, did it take away from the actual contest itself before we got to the silliness at the end, maybe? Yeah, I mean, look at it, is it from a fan's point of view? Yeah, absolutely. Could have, uh, we could have had a, a really entertaining story told in, 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 in the ring. But couple... The, the limitation of Yorkshire with the, the clear injuries that, that Taker was uh, was uh, coping with and the fact that he was being wrought off. I think this this worked. Um, it made um, it made uh, Yorkzuna um, not have to carry the match, but it also meant that uh, Undertaker could, could go away and we start getting the kind of like regeneration of Undertaker so that he, he continued over his career. So it, it, it made sense um, looking back at it, but I do I do concede your point that we could have had a better match had, had everything gone right and we, we could have had a, a better story told. But I suppose that this was the best way to keep everybody looking strong without kind of showing their, their weaknesses. Yeah. And he, he was carrying a few injuries as well, wasn't he? He needed some time off the undertaker. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of why this was done the way it was as well. I mean, wrestling wise, before we get to the, the crazy ending of this whole thing, um, like I said, there's not masses there to cover. There's some big clotheslines by the undertaker trying to knock Yokozuna down. There's some vicious chair shots on the outside that are quite uh, quite dramatic when you look back on them with 2021 eyes. Yes. There was one moment that stands out, actually. I never thought about it until I saw this match, which is strange because of the amount of times I've seen things like this. The Undertaker gets hit with a huge, ginormous belly-to-belly suplex from Yokozuna. And that was one of his stable moves. Those big power moves done by a guy that size look even more dramatic. Mm-hmm. And they did the Undertaker sit-up, which, of course, gets a reaction from the crowd and so on. Um, but it's completely no selling Yokozuna's one of Yokozuna's biggest moves. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not just saying this because of the way I'm dressed at the moment, but if you took a similar sort of era, Hulk Hogan did, did something like that. And we look back on it with disdain. We look back on it with, um, you know, very much with a frown on our face that he's not, you know, the Macho Man elbow and so on. Hogan just stands up from the pile driver. Um, I can't remember who it was who gave him the part, might have been Orndorff, and he just stands up from the pile driver. It, it did the same with the the uh, tombstone uh, this Tuesday in Texas from the Undertaker, mm. and yeah. and and the leg drop from Sid. So I mean, now looking at it, is the Undertaker not basically doing the same thing? Yeah, I mean, you you, you can you can definitely uh, come to that conclusion, especially when you uh, you remember a few minutes before he got the salt thrown in his eyes, and he sold that uh, mm. as good as anybody sold it. So to to essentially be crushed under the the weight of Yorkshire with that uh, with that um, belly to belly um, slam, you would have thought it it was that it would have been ideal to sell at that time. But 
this was still very much the supernatural Undertaker. Yeah. Um, and I think that's thing. how, yeah, the, 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 the ghosts aren't things Undertaker. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think that was all kind of like blending into that character, uh, especially when you consider that it's it's essentially the the urn at the end that being like broke open and and um, with uh, Taker being hit with it that finishes the match off. It, it makes sense that none of the regular wrestling moves work on the Undertaker, but it's the supernatural stuff that eventually does help help win the match for Yorkshire. That and about fifty five people coming out and. Uh, and finishing him off. Yeah. Well, I suppose we may as well just j- jump straight to it, Magsy, because there isn't a great deal. I mean, I think the match itself clocks in at around 15 minutes or something like that, isn't it? With about 10 minutes of just shenanigans. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not a great deal there wrestling-wise at all. I'm, I'm not exaggerating here. You know, that, that is the case from what I what I saw. Um, I mean, notes-wise, I've got maybe two or three lines and then the finish. So, and the finish is then a page. So it's sort of, <laughs> I suppose it shows that there isn't a lot going on here. The finish obviously comes not long after that belly-to-belly suplex that, that, that we just discussed. You end up with a real ragtag group of people here. Crush, Tenru, Kabuki. Yeah, uh, it comes at, in at, at the beginning of all these like uh, these heels coming in to to help vanquish Undertaker. It felt like a Royal Rumble because yeah. Crush comes in, uh, attacks, gets beat down, gets knocked out of the ring. Kabuki comes in, he gets a uh, gets some action in, then gets gets beat down. Then Tenryu comes in, and the tag team they both get beat down. Bam Bam Bigelow comes in, um, and that's when it starts kind of like being overwhelming. Uh, I didn't like the fact that Jeff Jarrett tried to make it about him uh, when mm. he's standing on the the, the top ropes. Um, but yeah, essentially it takes around ten people to to beat down the Undertaker. And even then, uh, when they they got him into into the casket, he was still beating them all off. Um, that sounds so wrong. But he was still attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> Chain wrestling after dark coming soon. <laughs> oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. He, he's taking out the likes of Adam Bomb, taking out Jeff Jarrett, taking out the Head Shrinkers. Um, all, all whilst uh, Yorkshire's got plenty of time to recover from being thrown in the ta- in the casket in the first place. Um, so yeah, it it, it gets. It gets quite ridiculous. Yeah, it is absolutely insane. And again, the people getting involved, that's a bit ridiculous as well. I mean, Crush had links with Mr. Fuji, didn't he, at this stage? Um, Tenru, Kabuki, they're going to get banded in with Mr. Fuji just because of where they're from. I suppose that's how things worked in 1994 and, and around that time period. Bam Bam, prominent heel at the time. I suppose there was links there with Jim Cornette for a while, wasn't there? And he's associated with Yokozuna. Beyond that, it just the head shrinkers are there. Why? Yeah, you know, uh, Jarrett. You mentioned Jarrett comes out. Why? Adam Bomb turns up. What the hell is Adam Bomb doing there? It's just like yeah. it's it's like the locker room just empties and thinks, oh, here's my chance to get the Undertaker. But the interesting side to that, the other side to that, sorry, is has the Undertaker just got no mates? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just he, uh, faces in general. Whenever heels come out to uh, attack, it's very rare you actually see a bunch of faces come out to defend them. It's mm. always kind of like the heel has to fight everybody off. Um, 
So I, I do get your your point that a lot of these felt like they were just sent out because they, you're a, you're currently a heel. You go out and 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 uh, help uh, Yorkshire. But surely you'd look at Yorkshire and think he's going to be harder to beat for that title than than Undertaker is. I mean, he's, he's three times the size of the, of the bloke. Um, so yeah, I, I don't understand the the rhetoric behind it, but. The Undertaker was the dead man, and it, and it, it needed uh, an extraordinary effort to be able to beat him, I suppose. So, ten yeah. men coming out and attacking is what it called for. Yeah, and then he, he ends up in the casket. We have a bit of smoke from the urn, a bit of smoke from the casket. Undertaker appears on the big screen in the casket. Though this is the thing. There's obviously some sort of potential webcam, maybe. I don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> casket after dark. Yeah, casket cam. <laughs> um, and the Undertaker. And that bit was quite cool when when he's led in the casket like this and then he just turns his head to the camera. Like, that's quite a striking image. Mm-hmm. And then you see him, um, well, sort of take off, float out of the casket, but then out of the big screen and take off. But you don't really see him because it's not very well lit. And uh, it's at just the time, it, at the time, this looked cool. This looked absolutely cool, but watching it back, it was, you didn't see, you could barely see the Undertaker rising yeah. up. It was so smoky. The, 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 the monologue that he gave in the casket, uh, I thought that that was cool saying you can't kill the Undertaker because the Undertaker's in, in the soul of every, every, um, every human in mankind and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Uh, and then the initial rising up and going through the screen, that looked cool. But it was the the, the bit after the screen where it was so smoky, you could you could just make out that there was a, a, a body there uh, in the shape of Undertaker. That could have been done so much better. But yeah. I bet in the live crowd watching this uh, 1994, I bet it looked absolutely badass. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. But for me... This is a big fat miss, Magsy. It's a and, big fat sweaty miss. Yeah, and I think that well, we'll get to our ratings. There's a strong chance that you know this could be one of the worst we've given. Maybe well, from my standpoint, anyway. Uh, Magsy out of ten. What are we looking at for Royal Rumble 1994 casket match? Yeah, piss poor. Absolutely piss poor. It was a gimmick match um, in 1994. This might have been cool. But watching it back after the after being so spoiled with the quality of wrestling now, it does not stand up whatsoever. Um, this may be one of the worst matches we've watched on this show. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go with a three. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you're being really generous. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is, and I, I went back through the ratings. These glasses get on my nerves. I went back through the ratings that we've given uh, on chain wrestling beforehand, and the, currently, the worst rated match we have is Sting versus Meng in '95, I believe it was. Maxie, do you remember when it was on the beach and it was hot and they just blew up after 30 seconds and it was dire? Um, yeah, and they couldn't be bothered, and it was an yeah. awful match. Yeah, yeah. I still think they did more in that match than they did in this match. In terms of ring work, yeah, absolutely. So I can appreciate what they were trying to do with the finish, the ending, and so on, but you couldn't see The Undertaker when he took off. The match stank. The ending was ridiculous. I'm giving this the lowest rating I've ever given, Max. I think this is a this is a one and a half. 
Woof, Jesus. That's I think a, this is, it's that bad. So essentially, I think it's twice as good as what you do. Mm. I think it's fucking awful, though. So It is. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's very, 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 very bad. It is shocking. Um, but then again, you know, this is what happens on this show. That's why we people voted. We watched the matches. Uh, if people are watching along, following the chain along with us, we're so sorry. <laughs> Actually, we're not sorry because you voted for this. Well, yeah, that is true. So that is it's, true. it's your own fault, really. Uh, so then, where do you want to go next, Mr. Mags? Where shall we look at next week with our options in the chain? Okay, so I'm going to try and switch it up and, and give us a, a really good match to watch. Um, okay. So I was actually looking at very morbidly because it was our Halloween episode. Just um, I couldn't remember how old um, Yokozuna was uh, when he passed away. And it it's 33 like, it, or 34? It, it was 34. Okay. And um, there's so many wrestlers under the age of 40 that, that have passed away. It's yeah. it's scary, absolutely scary. And there's um, another one, another wrestler who passed away at 34, um, much like the uh, Yokozuna, Owen Hart, on this card uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in, in totally different circumstances. But um, one thing about Owen compared to Yoko is Owen was absolutely brilliant at the wrestling. Yeah like one of the best. Uh, I, I firmly believe that uh, had he not uh, passed away uh, when he did, you were looking at a world champion because he was arguably a better wrestler than his brother Brett. And Brett is one of the best to have ever done it. Yeah, um, totally. So I, I don't think we've seen enough of Owen on this show. Uh, and with him having the link of being on this show, uh, passing away at 34 like Yokozuna, and also being uh, tag team champions with Yokozuna as well. There's plenty mm-hmm. of links there. Uh, for me to be able to um, strong arm an Owen Hart matching. So I'm going to go with his most high-rated match, his, his only five-star match, according to Dave Meltzer, which shows just how much of a, an idiot Meltzer is. But I'm going, uh, staying in 1994, going to um, SummerSlam. Okay. His match uh, in the feud with his brother, Brett, they fought in a steel cage. Uh, at SummerSlam, so I want to go with Brett versus Owen Hart at SummerSlam 1994 in a steel cage. Oh, what a match that is! That's a barnstormer, and that's going to be really that's interesting as well if it wins because we've already looked at obviously on this show, Owen and Brett split up as a tag team. Mm-hmm. The very next pay per view, we've already looked at that with Owen yes. and Brett wrestling, and that was a barnstormer, and then. This well, that, next match that, is the next step in the feud, and oh, that that WrestleMania match uh, that got four and three quarter stars. Mm-hmm. And if you remember uh, back in in the archives, how how much praise we heaped on that, and how good of a match it was. This this steel cage, according to to Shaggy Dave, is is a highly, more higher rated match. So it is let's, absolutely let's... I, I'm, I don't even know why I'm going to bother because that's going to win it's so, <laughs> so good so so good uh, <laughs> also very quickly on a side note um, I finish work fairly late in the evening dash home get myself ready dress up as wonderfully as I am now and then jump on to do this show with Mr Mags I've not had my tea so if you can hear some funny noises my belly's going all sorts here I don't know how good this microphone is, but I'm sort of sat here going, I apologise. Brother, <laughs> Brother. Well, what you want to do is go to Pastamania whilst you're there and <laughs> fill up 
I got a rumbly tumbly, dude. <laughs> you haven't drunk your milk in the eight bathrooms. That's the nah, that's right, mate. That's right. I got a monster, a standard ginger monster. There we go. Uh, I would like to go somewhere. I suppose there's similar links between your next link and my next link as well, Magsy, because I'm going to use the Bret Hart, Owen Hart match from the Royal Rumble card here as my link, but I'm not going to go with Owen. I'm going with Bret and I'm going to go again. My mindset similar to yours. I want to watch some good wrestling because this was fucking terrible that we watched this week. That made me so cross. So I, <laughs> I want to watch a good wrestling match. Now, SummerSlam 94 is a fantastic shout, and I wish I'd thought of that. However, I'm going to go back a smidge earlier, a couple of years earlier, and I want to go look at a match from a pay-per-view that we've not covered yet, I don't think. I don't think we've had anything from. And that's actually from WrestleMania 8. So using Bret Hart as the link, because Bret Hart's wrestling on this, well, he wins the Rumble itself on, on this card. Uh, Bret Hart defends the Intercontinental. No, sorry, he's the challenger for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 8. And he is facing Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, and it's, again, a barnstormer of a contest. Um, so so that w- that's my shape there, Maxi. So, you know, a battle of, uh, a battle of the Bret matches, I guess, potentially mm-hmm. for next week. I so. Mean, w- as, as bad as the picks were for this week, um, there was no winner. I mean, they both were as equally as bad. Next week's picks, <laughs> I would happily, if that, that ended in a 50-50 draw, we got to watch both matches. Because yeah, they are two brilliant matches. Yeah, I'd be happy with that too, mate. I'd be happy with that too. So those are your options for next week's poll. The poll will be up uh, shortly after the audio podcast version is out on the Wednesday. Keep your eye on the Chain Wrestling social medias, at Chain underscore wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as well, I guess. But <laughs> um, the choices you have to vote from are Owen Hart versus Bret Hart in a steel cage, SummerSlam 94 for the WWF world title, or Roddy Piper versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 8 for the Intercontinental Championship. Two barnstormer matches there. I'm going to be really interested to see which way this vote goes, actually, because they're similar sort of eras as well, aren't they? And I may watch them both anyway. Because they are both great matches. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I suppose that only really leaves us with one thing left to do, doesn't it? It certainly does. We have to name our first ever Halloween champion for Chain Wrestling Live. Where you will win a very unique, one-of-a-kind t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be you know to your size when the winner is picked. Uh, you will have other bits and bobs goodies as well that you've seen on the show in the previous weeks. And there we go. That's that's what we've got left to do, Magsy. Um, I'm going to be an absolute shit house and chicken out here and say that you've got to pick a winner, dude. And and you already bummed me out with that. I think that's a bit unfair. <laughs> well, but- the thing is, I got a couple of family members, and if I chose one of them, I wouldn't be accused of being biased or anything. So. That's you know, that's fair. Um, I think they're all brilliant, to be fair, but we can't afford to... Every, every, every single one of them is a winner. The fact that you put yourself out there and, and sent in these pictures, we appreciate every single one of you. Um, it was cl- it was hard to pick. There's, a, there's quite a few that uh, could definitely uh, have won on a different day, uh, but I've, I've made a pick, uh, and I'm willing okay. to die on this hill. Um, for me, the winner is... 
Scottish Danny. Ah. This is an eight. Well, that is an eight. I want that waistcoat. I don't it's want it. That, it's it's the the commitment to the to the gimmick, which is absolutely superb. But also the fact he did an amazing thing in scaring off a drug dealer. I mean, that's mm. win win. That's win win. Not only is he dressed up in uh, in an amazing get up, but he's also doing great things for for the community. So that's right. Um, oh, do you remember Aces and Eights entrance theme as well? No. Oh, see, that's that's an entrance theme. That's 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 a, <laughs> that's a piece of music. Just no soldier then, like the Undertaker yeah, getting a getting belly to belly. There's no soldier that. Oh, um, it's it's such a good piece of music. It's one of those entrance themes that I listen to now, just on my sort of Spotify shuffle playlist. It's just a great piece of music. Absolutely brilliant. It might be what plays us out this week now, so we'll see. But um, not now, because I'm not that technically minded. I mean, on the podcast version. But, then... <laughs> but Danny, well done, my friend. Congratulations. Everybody else, commiserations. But it was such a difficult choice. Everyone was so, so good. The selection yeah. was so hard. You, and that's why I didn't make it. You are all superstars. You are all <laughs> absolute superstars. I mean, the way this has been supported gives us... Uh, just gives us faith going forward if we want to do anything else this silly and ridiculous and maybe not as hot and sweaty and <laughs> I mean 20 weeks ago before we started this this chain wrestling thing neither me or Sal would have even contemplated doing something as ridiculous as no. this uh, so you guys have have, have given us that confidence you've, you've given us that that uh, uh, love and that passion that, that we are doing something that you really really enjoy Everybody feels the aces and aces. we can only thank you for that and our way of giving back uh, is, um, is doing competitions like this and uh, Danny you, you you nailed it you absolutely nailed it as aces and aces so yeah it, it was a great a great costume and a very hard decision to make but yeah. I think he's a very deserving winner yep definitely Danny I will be in touch be patient my friend I'll message you on Twitter and we'll get it all sorted out uh, what size and where it is heading and so on um, you say actually you say about commitment to the cause and all that sort of stuff there's something that people haven't even realised yet right and I don't know how much room I've got here if you can see I'm actually wearing the tights as well Mags that you can see it <laughs> I, you, it, it's, it's it's concerning how how much you are living the 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 racist orange gimmick. Well, I wasn't gonna wear them. I was gonna wear just a pair of shorts because it gets really hot in here. But then the wife basically called me a chicken shit and said I'm not committed. So I put them on anyway. So God damn it, if I've got them on, I'm showing everyone my tightened up Hogan legs. <laughs> Hello, brother. This is NWA WCW Enhancement Talent, Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cyan Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you? <laughs> Whereas I didn't commit what you see in this camera is essentially what you get underneath. I've got an NWO t shirt uh, and tracky pants, yeah, which I don't think so, plague doctors used to wear back in the day. 
I don't know, mate. I don't know. Four life, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you did commit to the cause very well because you, you bought this costume and then had to cut yourself eye holes so you could see, and you still ridiculous. couldn't breathe. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And, and obviously, uh, I, I tested it in in the in the stream yards, and within thirty seconds, the aisles were steaming up, and it was yeah. So I had to take the glass pieces out, and then yeah, the commitment we've got for this show is unreal, unreal. Yeah, definitely, you you lucky people. <laughs> Very quickly there in the chat, Mr. Matt Willis saying, see you all here for the volley in 30 minutes. Very, very true on the Radio Tucker's YouTube channel. Stick around. You get a live show with Mr. Mags and Matt and maybe somebody else jumping on too. We'll see how they get on. And uh, I'm reviewing... staying like this, Matt, just, just to warn you. <laughs> reviewing this week's the Premier League look. action. The Penguin look, yes. Reviewing this week's Premier League football action. Uh, while we're checking out, as is all the fantastic content creators on Radio Techers. You've got sci-fi covered with the waiting room. You've got UFC covered with five rounds, which this week had your good lady on, Magsy, didn't it? It which certainly was did. Awesome. So well done to Mrs. Mags. That was a fantastic listen. The It's only the second time she's ever been on a podcast. Um, is it the second or third? Maybe third. But uh, yeah, um, she was like a rabbit in the headlights. She absolutely was panicking. But yeah, I think she nailed it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got wrestling coverage with Chain Wrestling, SJP. Uh, so much, so much great content coming your way. You know, all the football coverage with Mags, Matt, Chris, Tanner, all this sort of stuff. Ori producing great stuff. Radio Techers, honestly, hundred percent is the place to be. Make sure you are following Radio Techers on Twitter. You are subscribed on YouTube. Uh, also. Follow me on Twitter at SJP Words for all the updates on my shows. Mr. Max, where can people find you, my friend? Yeah, before we get to that, I want to give a um, a special uh, shout out to Benny. Uh, he, I know he's been in the chat earlier, but the, some of the work he's doing behind the scenes for for Radio Techers in in producing the the videos and the artwork, he is absolutely a legend. I, I think he's so so talented. Yes, definitely. And the 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 the, the podcast the weight room is brilliant i can't wait for for the next episode to, to drop so yeah i definitely want to give him a shout out and we we all at radio text appreciate the hard work that he puts in uh oh, but, without a doubt without a doubt i mean the stuff that he did just for the waiting room alone blew my mind <laughs> such a talented guy such a yeah. talented guy absolutely so you can follow me here just bang my own nose then with my hand up uh, you can follow me here at Podfather Mags, where I am now officially a lord. So I will only answer if you say, <laughs> that is amazing. sir. Um, but yeah, come and follow me for, for links to all my content. And just to, if you want to ever have a chat, just come and give me a follow. I'm always willing to talk. No worries, no worries. As I said, you can follow me at SJP Words. You can follow the show, most importantly, at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I'll figure it out one day. It may be worth it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> until then, I'm off now to go and make sure this outfit is washed and cleaned, ready for me to wear it to work tomorrow. Mr. Mags, I will speak to you next week, my friend. Goodbye. Brother. <laughs> you put something uh, yeah i did yeah it was uh i pulled it on my pocket and it was a uh, picture <sighs>
And I just wrote, I love you. He saw you, and he was with you when you did that. In honor of this man, he said he passed away with other people. It was a car accident, and he said he's not the only one. Uh, yeah. He said his name is Keith. Keith Frankie. That's Adrian Adonis's real name. Who? Adrian Adonis. He's the guy that I saw here. He's the last funeral I went to. His real name is Keith Frankie. This guy, Keith? Keith. Showed himself to you. Uh, he showed himself to you. Yeah. So I need you to show me where that happened. OK. This is an important spot right here, isn't That's it? That's it. That's exactly where he was. Well, Adrian looked different when you saw him um, than when he died, didn't he? Most people identify Adrian Adonis when you watch him in YouTube or whatever, but, but that's not how he looked. He looked like when we were 22 years old and his hair was dark, not blonde, and he was wearing the same black leather jacket that we used to have wore a black leather jacket my whole life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a log somehow was down there, I was on fire. Right, so the, your, your house was about to burn down. You had to act fast. And I looked, and he had that silly smirk on his face. Kind of like, I got you. And then all of a sudden, it was gone. You don't come down here often, do you? Um, <clears throat> I haven't actually come down in this room for two, three months, every time I come down, I've got to kind of go, OK, I'm going to sit down here.